Welcome to the podcast, Commonwealth Magazine's weekly podcast of policy and politics with the people who practice and influence both. I'm Jack Sullivan, Commonwealth Reporter. In any elected office, from local to national, a new administration means a change in direction and approach, some big, some subtle. With President Trump's election came an increased focus on immigration, especially in law enforcement. Well, that's a very big and noticeable change. Some of the ways the administration's priorities have been carried out have been subtle. U.S. Attorney in Massachusetts Andrew Lelling, appointed by Trump and who took over the office at the end of 2017, has made some changes in informing the public notices his office sends out about criminal actions and identifying the nationality of defendants. Here's what Lelling said in a recent interview I had with him. If you have someone who is in the United States illegally and commits an offense, we should be bringing to the public's attention that correlation. That change is applauded by supporters of President Trump while condemned by immigration advocates. Joining me today to talk about this issue are two people on opposite sides. Bristol Sheriff Thomas Hodgson has been among the most vocal proponents of getting tougher on illegal immigrants and a major supporter of President Trump here in Massachusetts. He's offered his office's cooperation with federal immigration agents, as well as proposed sending inmates from his jail to help build the president's proposed wall at the Mexican border. Welcome, Sheriff Hodgson. Thanks for having me. It's great to be with you. Also with us today is uh, Marion Davis, Director of Communications for MIRA, the Massachusetts Immigrant and Refugee Advocacy Coalition. Ms. Davis was born and raised in Costa Rica, the daughter of an American father and a Costa Rican mother. She came to the United States in 1990 for college and stayed, working as a journalist for more than 15 years, including at the Providence Journal, before turning her sights on social advocacy. Welcome, Ms. Davis. Thank you so much for having me. Sheriff Hodson, let me start with you. I'll assume that you agree with Mr. Lelling's approach, okay? So let me ask, let me ask, what is the relevance for somebody's nationality that it should be highlighted in a press release to the public? Would you highlight somebody's race or religion or sexual orientation? Well, if I understood what the U.S. attorney was saying was he was he was essentially saying that if someone is in the country illegally and that, uh, that it is known um, that that person, it's not about their nationality, it's about the fact that they've they violated our laws and, and, um, and they're properly identified as being here illegally. But if, if you're identifying somebody as an illegal immigrant, wouldn't it be as part of the, um, of the charge and part of the allegations, wouldn't you just cite the illegal uh, status? Well, yeah, but if, the, I mean, if, somebody, if somebody comes into the country illegally, and first of all, there's no such thing as an illegal immigrant, it'd be an illegal alien. Um, so um, if someone enters the country illegally, they're an illegal alien, and if they're charged with a crime, um, the public should know it. And, and we also want to know, you know, we can see the trends of where people, we know that in the Dominican, there's a big cartel that does a lot of, you know, muling of drugs into the United States. Um, and so when you give the backgrounds that if someone's associated with MS-13 or wherever, um, we, we identify on all our criminal uh, arrests here the person's um, race and so forth in their, in their um, documents when they're, when they're brought in. So it's no different than what we normally do for Americans as well. Well, uh, uh, Ms. Davis, the sheriff yeah. brings up a good point. Yeah, why is it different than saying, for instance, a Boston man was arrested for bank robbery or a Worcester man was arrested for drugs? What is the difference of identifying somebody by their nationality? Well, first of all, uh, 
I want to make a very clear distinction between what the sheriff is saying. It's one thing to have in the arrest records, this person is male, 5'10", and Caucasian, and 20 years old, versus putting it out there to the world that, you know, we don't routinely say, uh, you know, a 20-year-old black man or a 20-year-old Asian man or a 20-year-old uh you know, Native American man was arrested for shoplifting. We just don't do that. So it's a very different thing. And I also don't think that it is really in any way relevant what nationality somebody is. The U.S. attorney is now saying that he's highlighting undocumented immigrants who get arrested. But the truth of the matter is, for as long as the Trump administration has been in office, we have seen just a barrage of press releases where the headline is, Boston man gets arrested if it's a it's a U.S. citizen, never you know U.S. citizen arrested for whatever. It's always Boston man, but then the moment that it is a Honduran national or a Jamaican national or whatever that is, then it completely changes. And suddenly we are highlighting that these are aliens who are dangerous to the world, and they are not like us. Look, so, well, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Sheriff. I'm sorry. Look, this is. This is sort of the, the, the circle speak that we see with regards to pro-illegal people. Look, the reality is this. No, we don't say they're, they're American citizens because it's presumed that they are. But if you're going to be distinctive from being a U.S. citizen, it, it does matter that you're here illegally and the public should know that. It isn't that you just committed a crime. You committed two crimes. You committed the crime of entering this country illegally, which the public has a right to know. And you also committed a crime that you were arrested for. So, Jack, I'm really sorry, but there, not everybody who entered this country, who is here unlawfully at this time, entered the country illegally. If you overstay your visa, that is a civil violation. And the vast majority of people who are undocumented in this country are visa overstays. And the people who crossed the border illegally committed a misdemeanor. It's not the same as, you know, robbing a bank or killing anybody. It's a misdemeanor, like stealing a candy bar at a store. Again, well, we don't, we don't, you know. You committed a crime or you didn't. You're, you you don't have unauthorized withdrawers from banks that are bank robbers. We don't call them unauthorized withdrawers. We call them bank robbers and we call them, you know, criminals. And the reality is whether they committed a misdemeanor or whether they committed a felony, the fact they committed a misdemeanor by coming in here, we don't know what, what people's intentions are after they're here. The, you started by coming here illegally. You didn't belong here. And when you did, you now exposed us to some uncertainties that we don't know are going to happen. And our obligation is to protect the public. These people have an opportunity to go to the, the ports of entry and do it the right way. There's plenty of them that do, and they wait their turn. But the ones that come in here illegally, they should be determined as being different than the people who follow the rules and the laws of this country and respect the laws. But there's no distinction between the, the, being undocumented doesn't make you any more likely to commit crime. As a matter of fact, undocumented immigrants have the lowest incarceration rates in the country, half of what native-born U.S. citizens have. And that's because they, for the most part, are just here to keep a low profile and work. Yes, in every community, there is going to be people who commit crimes. We could say the same thing about redheads. We could say the same thing about Patriots fans. We could say the same thing about New Bedford residents. That doesn't mean that we should tarnish the entire population because there are a few bad apples in that particular population. Well, look, we aren't tarnishing any, we're not doing anything unfairly. We don't, we don't tarnish people that follow the law. And by telling people that someone isn't following the law and they choose not to follow the rule, whether it's not to renew their green card or not to follow the rule that they, they agreed to when they were, they were given access here, 
on, on status and then they didn't do it. Well, why is that anybody else's fault? The reality is they didn't do it. And so this isn't about we we've heard these these sort of pro illegal arguments before. Oh, it was, you know, you know, you can't broad brush everyone. We're not broad brushing everyone. We're we, look, the realities are what they are. And why would you think the angel moms and dads who lost their kids would agree with you that simply um, not, well, illegal immigrants or undocumented immigrants have a lower rate uh, percentage-wise of crime than those who are American citizens? Are we supposed to celebrate that? Those are more crimes that we otherwise wouldn't have if, number one, they didn't illegally enter the country or in the case where they overstayed and didn't didn't renew their their documents and went out and committed a crime, we wouldn't have that crime either because they didn't belong here. So in either let case, me, let me let me just jump in here for a second, Sheriff. Uh, one of the things that that's going on here, and I do want to address it, sure. is um, it, uh, word choice, and and word choice is very important, I think, in this debate. Um, uh, Marion, for instance, is talking about undocumented, um, whereas you use the term illegal. Um, and alien. And uh, Marion and, and others talk about immigrants, whereas you use the term aliens. You talk about angel parents, things like that. Word choice is, is a very specific um, uh, focus here in, in this debate. Let's, let's listen for a second to something that uh, um, U.S. Attorney Lelling said uh, about uh, word choice. I think word choice is often a political statement. Uh, and so, uh, so of course, as you know, there is, of course, conscious word choice. Uh, I use the term illegal immigrant. It strikes me as the most accurate term. The term undocumented immigrant strikes me as a consciously politicized term. Um, it's a euphemism. I'm not allowed to have an undocumented handgun. We don't call it an undocumented handgun. We say you illegally have a gun. I can't be an undocumented driver. I have to have a driver's license. If I don't, I'm driving illegally. It's not clear to me why that should be different in the immigration context, short of politics. So I don't use the term undocumented immigrant where uh, advocates in this area might. I say illegal immigrant because that strikes me as more literally correct. Now, it, he, he says um, that he doesn't use the term undocumented immigrant where advocates in this area might. There was uh, recently on CNN a uh, story about um, an email that came from the Department of Justice that specifically states that um, members of the press office in the Department of Justice down to the U.S. Attorney's Office should use the term um, illegal aliens, that undocumented is not uh, a, uh, um, a, a term in uh, criminal law. Why why does that bother you, Marion, to use the word illegal? I mean, if, if they are committing a crime, they are, by, uh, by definition, doing something illegal. We don't call people who shoplift illegal people. We don't call, people can break the law and still be human beings. And illegal alien especially, but also illegal Im immigrant, is a very dehumanizing term. Because no human being is illegal. The things that they do are illegal. I have less of a problem a bit with the term unauthorized because I realize undocumented can sound like a euphemism, but undocumented is also a perfectly acceptable term. It is a way to say people, many people who are here without papers at the moment will not be in that position forever. To basically dismiss them as non-human aliens who are illegal and just are defined entirely by the fact that their papers aren't in order 
is completely erasing the humanity of these people. Sheriff, what, why do you use the term illegal uh, immigrants? Uh, what, because, what, because I'm here, sorry. Here's the reality. Look, the reason that they are termed illegal is because they chose to be undocumented and not follow the law, the law and their agreement when they came to the country. It isn't, it's not the other way around. You're illegal because of what you did. It's your, your, your criminal illegal alien because you committed a crime and you didn't, and you came in the country illegally. You're, you're, you're illegally in the country after you made your promise and said you would swore that you would follow the rule and make sure that you maintained your status and renewed your green card and you didn't. So at that point, you violated the rules, you committed a crime, whether it's civil or not. And so that makes you illegal. Sheriff, I, I, I confess, I have driven on the highway at 80 miles an hour. That is illegal in every state to my knowledge. Am I an illegal driver? Um, if a person smoked marijuana in Massachusetts before, they, before we legalized recreational marijuana in Massachusetts, are they illegal residents of Massachusetts? You're, you're, that is just not how we that. define a person. People can break the law and still be human beings. We're not saying they're not, nobody's saying they're not human beings. You can look at their pictures and see the human beings. I mean, that's pretty obvious. So don't, don't try to make, take the words and make it seem like people are saying they're not human. The reality is that the, you're distinguishing the fact that they are not people who are American citizens and they entered back into an illegal status if they came here legally. They chose not to do what they were supposed to do and therefore, they committed the illegal act. So they are illegal aliens. That They're not from here. They're from another place. And their crime is around the fact that they aren't from here. And they violated a law that would have given them permission to be here legally, but they chose not to, not to do it. So that's the reality of it. And so we know what is dehumanizing anybody. You can look at, we know they're people. We know they're human. We're just saying what the realities are, the difference between being an American citizen versus somebody who either came in illegally, committed crimes, or somebody that's here legally, didn't live up to their agreement and the rules, and committed another crime. So by not doing that, by not renewing it. so But, but Sheriff, how is that in any way relevant? There are about 180,000 undocumented immigrants in Massachusetts. The overwhelming majority of those people won't so much as get a speeding ticket, won't so much as jaywalk, ever. That so, doesn't in any way change, like whether or not you're here with papers has nothing to do with whether you're going to commit a crime. The two things are completely separate. We have absolutely no objection to anybody who commits a crime being prosecuted for that crime. But to conflate being undocumented or being foreign with being a criminal is simply wrong. It is racism. That's straight out what it is. It's racism. Look, Look if, you don't, if you don't belong here, if you, if you came here and you are undocumented because you didn't fulfill your commitment and contract that you agreed to, you knew it was going to be a violation of the law, you chose not to do it, you own it. So the reality is that whether or not the majority of those people never get a ticket, that isn't the point of whether or not they get a ticket. We're not talking about what they do after they've already not lived up to their contract and violated the law. We're talking about that they didn't viol they violated the law and didn't live up to their contract. That's it. Not Forgetting everything after that doesn't matter. That's what they did wrong. Sheriff, let me uh, let me jump in here while while we're talking about that. We I recently uh, wrote a story off of my interview with uh, US Attorney Lelling and 
one of the things that that prompted that interview was uh, a noticeable increase uh, in the number of press releases his office is putting out that identifies people as foreign nationals. Um, What I found in in analyzing the uh, press releases was um, the ones that he's put out so far this year, uh, 37% uh, of the people who have been identified uh, as defendants were identified by nationality. Um, Last year, it was 29% uh, under both uh, U.S. Attorney Lelling and Acting U.S. Attorney William Weinreb. Previously, under Carmen Ortiz, uh, in 2016, only 1.1% of the press releases identified nationality, and that was only in the context of uh, an immigration violation, uh, 2.3% in uh, 2015. Doesn't doing something like what uh, U.S. Attorney Lelling is doing send a, uh, a, a skewed picture as to what's happening? I mean, do you think that there are 37% of the crimes being committed by uh, uh, immigrants? Well— I, I don't know what the number is, and, and we don't know which ones are unreported um, with regards to that, but, but I don't know the exact percentage. But what I would say to you is that when you – the fact that we have these people who are here illegally – um, committing crime. Are they all even undocumented, Sheriff? Because a lot of them are actually lawful residents of this country who happen to then commit a crime because it happens. Are you talking – say that again? I'm sorry. Those press releases, some of them identify undocumented immigrants. Some of them are just people who've been in this – who were born in another country. They just – like they love to put the nationality in there. Like somehow being Nicaraguan makes you a criminal. Well, no, I, that's not – I don't think that's that's really the, the rationale for it. I think the public has a right to know where their greatest threats are coming from. And if we know, for example, identity fraud, which is out, is out of control in this country, comes a, a good, large percentage of it from the Dominican cartels working through Puerto Rico. Now, if we we know that a lot of the imposters, and we have thousands of them in our prisons across the country that are being released, that nobody knows about their identities, which we're now – targeting. But but the point is, that information is important. Why is it that the criminal justice, the, the Bureau of Justice does reports and identifies black crime versus white crime? Why do they do uh, uh, Sheriff, this is absolutely absurd. This is a propaganda Wait, effort. Let, let, let him finish, please, Mary, sure. and then we'll let you... Uh, well, the Bureau of Justice does those statistics. They do it for public dissemination for us to analyze crime. Where is it coming from? How is it happening? So that we know how to... to, to pick the places that are most threatening to us where we may not have enough resources to, to tackle all of them. So if you have a, a group, if, if, for example, the majority of, th- of our, say, national threat around terrorism is coming from one particular part of the world, um, we may want to we want to identify that because we want to make sure that the maximum amount of our resources, not all of them, but the maximum amount are going to the places where we can do the best to stop the problem. So um, you need that information. It's important. I'm sorry. This is absolutely absurd because exactly as Jack said, when you simply say the nationality of everybody, regardless of whether they forged a check, uh, you know, did any kind of offense, you are not actually accurately identifying the sources of threats to our community. If we were trying to accurately identify the sources of threats to our community, we would say the vast majority of criminals in this country are U.S. citizens who were born in this country. That doesn't mean that Americans are dangerous. It means that that's just the reality of our life. 
Uh, there are cases where, yes, there are cartels that get involved in very specific things, and where that is relevant, where it's specifically a cartel or it's human smuggling or drug trafficking or whatever, obviously. But the vast majority of what this is about is about demonizing immigrants, undocumented and documented, because the Trump administration is trying very hard to persuade Americans that foreign-born people are a threat. And that is simply false. And that is a campaign of nativism and racism and hate. And we have to stop it because part of what that is doing is it is actually putting people in danger on the streets as they get treated suddenly like they are threats, like they don't belong here. And it doesn't even just happen to people who are actually foreign. It happens to people who happen to be brown or who happen to make the mistake of speaking a foreign language in public. And that is not acceptable. That is us going into a place that we thought the United States would never go into, just where people are singled out for violence and hatred and attacks simply on the basis of their race or ethnicity. Okay, look, we 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 have we have we have large Latino communities, we have African American communities, we have um, Brazilian communities, we have all kinds of people who are all legitimate, hardworking people who are not. Uh, committing crimes who work work well with one another, and nobody's sitting there going, "You're Brazilian, you're this, you're that." Um, you're legitimately here as an American. Either maybe you're an American citizen now. Who knows? But the point is, you're legal. Now, the fact of the matter is, is that the, this is about the, the fact whether or not more crimes are committed by U.S. citizens is not the point. The point is, we we aren't going to celebrate the fact that that the, the 18th Street Gang commits less murders than MS-13. They're both vicious national national gangs. The point is, they're both, wait a minute, they're both committing nasty crimes. Why would we celebrate the fact that the 18th Street gang commits less murders than MS-13? In either case- This is not about MS-13, Sheriff. This no, is no, about this is people who forged a check in their hey, Please let, let the sheriff finish, Marion. Thank but, you. But, the, the, I'm using an analogy right now. Um, as to the idea that we would celebrate um, less crime from anybody. We wouldn't have these crimes. Angel moms and dads wouldn't wouldn't be separated from their children for the rest of their life because um, if those people who were here illegally that murdered them weren't here, they'd still be celebrating Christmas together and celebrating birthdays and having all the memories that most of us can make with our children. But they won't have that because these people – entered illegally. So it, the idea is, look, we know what the crime is in America. We try to we try to suppress that amongst Americans. But why would we, I mean, why would we just say, well, because the others don't commit as much, it's okay? No, it's not. It's not okay. Well, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to end it there. I think uh, uh, I want to thank uh, both the sheriff and Marion uh, Davis of, uh, um, I'm sorry, Bristol Sheriff uh, Thomas Hodgson, and uh, Marion Davis of the Massachusetts Immigrant and Refugee Advocacy Coalition for joining us today for what I think has been a very lively, very informative, and very passionate uh, podcast. Thank you both. Thank you so Thanks much. Thanks for having us. Um, I want to uh, uh, tell our listeners you can listen to the podcast by downloading it on iTunes or subscribing to it on SoundCloud. You can also go to our website, www.commonwealthmagazine.org, and click on the fish. Please join us again next week for another episode of the podcast. I'm Commonwealth reporter Jack Sullivan. Thanks for listening. <laughs>